Welcome to the Modern Work Podcast. I'm Katherine Conaway, and I talk to people about the work they do and how they got there. My name is Rebecca Rubin. I'm a marketing and mindset coach. I mostly work with women entrepreneurs. I'm constantly fascinated by the stories I hear from people I meet while I travel the world working remotely. So I decided to sit them down and press record. We are sitting in a conference room yes, in we are. our workspace <laughs> in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Do you like this workspace? I do. It's really light and airy and it has kind of a cozy feel, yeah. which I like. Just to give people who maybe have no idea the words that we're saying, like, yeah. what is your job title? So I call myself a marketing coach. Okay. Basically, I'm a trained life coach, which basically means I help people shift the way they view their lives and set goals, keep them accountable, help them, you know, move past the blocks that are keeping them stuck and repeating the same patterns. And then I also draw on, you know, seven years of working in a digital marketing agency and bring in that strategy piece. And, you know, I started as a relationships coach. I was post-breakup when I got my coaching certification program. So I attracted all of these DC women going through heartbreak. And (laughs) I slowly realized that I was less interested in talking about, you know, Tinder woes and more interested in talking about how to grow a business. A lot of my clients are entrepreneurs of some kind. I help them grow an online presence. I help them get their first paid clients. I help them really create a personal brand and tap into their voice because that's been a huge way that I have brought clients into my business. So that's one of the main strategies that I teach. Is a marketing coach a job that would have existed like five years ago? I don't even know. I mean, it's so funny. My job right out of college was online marketing, but I was doing search engine optimization and Google AdWords. And these were, it was all self-taught on the job. It was like for a small agency. So I didn't even know what that was in college. And then Coaching, like, I mean, I knew about Tony Robbins and I knew about Oprah, but I didn't really, I don't think the coaching industry really existed in the way it does today when I was in college. I didn't know this was an option, but I was a psychology and communications major. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not shocking that I'm doing what I'm doing. I just didn't really know it was an option. I mean, yeah, it's not something a career counselor would say. Like, have you considered, what was your job title? What were you doing I mean, mean, it probably changed, but... Yeah, totally. So I stayed at the same agency my whole career. I started as a marketing intern, and then I think I was a digital marketing associate, and then a senior digital marketing associate, (laughs) and then like a digital marketing manager. I think that was some... The trajectory was something like that. Okay. You know, it started out as a web design firm, and they were building websites, and then I would kind of come in and optimize the back end of the website so it ranked higher in search engines. So I would do, I would analyze what keywords people were searching for. I would implement it into the website. When you're doing that and you say you're doing the optimization or you're looking at that, mm-hmm. where are you looking at those things or where are you inputting that? Yeah. So it's in the meta content in the mm-hmm. back end of the site. And so now there's a lot of tools that make it easier, but I used to go back into the code um, okay. and literally, so it used to be way easier to rank for things in Google because people, it's just a, t- a totally different world online now. Yeah. Um, but I would use Google's free keyword planning tool and I would look up like on average how many people per month were searching for specific keywords, how competitive it was to rank for those keywords, and then weave the keywords into the visible copy of the website and the backend copy of the website in a way that the search engines could view it as like, keyword dense, but people reading it were not thinking that it looked spammy or whatever. So kind of learning to write in that way. 
And you um, learned all of that on the job. Completely. I used to be, I don't know, I was totally unqualified to be hired. I think they were just like, she's smart and hungry, so let's hire her. Mm-hmm. I used to call my mom on my lunch break sobbing for like the first month. I would be talking on the phone to these people, like these heads of companies were paying us for marketing, and I would be Googling as I talked to them. So yeah, it toughened me up a little bit. Yeah. That's cool though. I mean, yeah. that's how you know what you know now. But the thing with online marketing is it's really just about your ability to learn things because it's constantly changing. Technology is constantly changing. Strategy, sure. But like there's a new social platform all the time. We were just talking about Medium and your experience on Medium, which is yeah. a cool writing platform that I have yet to really dive into. But it's it's always like that. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense that, I mean, I'm sure degrees are really helpful, but also knowing how to learn as you go I think is probably how a good to skill. think and write. And it's like the best skill I have and being able to listen deeply to people. So you were doing that for, you said five years? Seven Seven years. years. You were doing that for seven years. And then I did my coach certification and I think I started it in July, 2013. And right How did that start? Like what made you, oh, I'm going to go get the certification. That bad breakup that I told you about. I joined a women's creativity circle at my yoga studio. I met my now best friend, Katie, and she was interested in coaching and doing coaching and and I was like I had heard of it before but I thought it wasn't real or legit I mean both my parents are like conservative lawyers I grew up in DC we were I was not surrounded by coaches like Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was a legitimate career but this friend who was like really smart and cool and interesting was doing it and I started looking into it and then you know it was pretty I remember the cost of the certification program was like $9,000 and my parents didn't consider it like grad school so they weren't going to pay for it so I was like I didn't have the money to do it but I somehow managed to get my company to pay for uh, two-thirds of it so I paid $3,000 they paid $6,000 when they said yes I was like well I guess I got to do this now is that like a six-month pro is it online yeah it was six months it was three three-day weekends in person that were pretty intense and then a in lot DC. of mm-hmm, in DC and then a lot of practice coaching hours okay um and I think my friend Katie was a huge reason that I think I did I was able to grow like a self-sustaining business because there's a lot of people in that coach program they didn't really teach business they taught you how to coach but they didn't really teach you how to get clients mm-hmm. and that's like a key sort of issue in the market and the reason I think being a marketing coach has been successful for me because a right. lot of people who go into coaching are, you know, they're so giving. They're like, I'm not doing this for the money. I just want to help people. Right. They're like, ew, online marketing, not for me. I just want to, like, help people feel yeah. better. And so I think that's, like, a major. And, you know, when you're a therapist, there's certain, like, rules and just like standards in that industry where it's like, this is how much you get paid. And these, this is how you deal with insurance companies. And this is what people expect. But coaching is kind of like the wild, wild West. And so you really have to like own your rates and right. I don't know. It's just different. I mean, I work with designers. We know a lot of other creative people and most designers want to design. They want to work on the creative side. They just want to do that for somebody. They don't know how to find new clients or find new freelance jobs. Like the time and energy that it takes to run yourself as a freelance business is incredibly hard and disincentivizing. I mean, I feel that way. <laughs> and um, yeah, like you, you're like, well, I have this skill. I have this thing that I can do for people or I want to do or mm-hmm. I want to help and I want to make something. And But how do I make that? How do I run that business? How do I get the clients so that I don't spend 50% of my time 
trying to do that, like I want to spend 80% of my time working. I think I got lucky because I enjoy the marketing and I had two skill sets that usually don't go together. Mm -hmm. Which is the marketing and the... Like I love sales and marketing and I really love the coaching part. And usually, typically I haven't seen them go together. I mean now more and more, but when I was starting, it wasn't as common, I think. Okay. So you have a breakup... You find out about this, you take the program, you're a certified life coach. Yeah, and then it's still You're working at your job. I was working at my job. And were you just like, yeah, I'll do some part-time life coaching? Yeah, I mean, it was a slow trickle. I was by no means an overnight success. I think my first client was a family friend. My second client I did at that same uh, yoga studio where I met Katie. Um, We started leading some workshops there with like, I mean, we didn't charge people. We charged them $10 and donated that to... um, a foundation that was affiliated with the yoga studio and we would just Mm. show up and bring cupcakes and have like goal setting exercises and then offer everybody a free sample session. So I think I got hired a couple times from that. I got, um, I went on a blind date where we had no chemistry, but he he was like so impressed with, I just kind of like dove in there, you know, as I do. And, um, so for people who don't have clients, just go on dates. I and mean, like, I, it wasn't intentional, but like he was one of my clients. And so I, people at Blue Water, which is where I worked, like some of them became clients. So I've, a lot of people are very much like, oh, I could never coach this person or that person, or I could only do it in this specific way. But I find clients everywhere. Yeah. I'm constantly having random conversations that turn into clients unintentionally. Yeah. So you, so you first started, like, it's on the side, whatever. When did it, mm-hmm. and that's, what, a few hours a week of your life at that point, initially? I mean, yeah, but I'm sort of, like, I just was obsessed from the beginning. So I was constantly, like, researching and learning. And, I mean, I guess of actual work, sure, maybe, like, a couple hours a week I would coach on weekends. Um, but it became like a whole other mm-hmm. thing. It was, it was probably my romantic relationship for three years. Okay. Yeah. And then you decided to leave your job and make this your job. Yeah. And focus on the marketing coaching. Mm-hmm. And so if I was going to work with you in some capacity, mm-hmm. like what are the options of what that means? Yeah. So I work with people. There's, I always say it's good to be like, like, I think designer handbags kind of have this down okay. where they have, like, the wallet or the wrist split, and then they have, like, a handbag, and then they have the full luggage set. And I'm really into, like, I don't want price to be an issue for people, so I want to be able to serve people no matter where they are. So I have a lot of free resources. I have a free video series, How to Get Your First Paid Clients, like yesterday, which really walks you through the initial steps of getting a business started um, and finding clients. I have uh, a guide to sales calls. I have a guide to creating your first package. I have a a low-cost script packet. So that's what I recommend for people who are brand new, who really want to test and validate their idea, kind of get a sense of what it is going on. I also have a free Facebook group. So that's kind of the initial thing. Um, And then I have a group program that's six months long. That's sort of my core offering. It's now in its fourth round. Um, and that's I, 10 people, 20 people. It's actually six people this round, but it's okay. fluctuated anywhere between like, I, it went from four to seven to 13. This round is a little smaller at six, which I think is partly cause I'm traveling and partly just, I don't know the nature of things. Um, I'm hosting a retreat in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So far we're at 
six people, but I think we have room for eight. So we'll see if those last two spots yeah. um, get filled. And then I work with people, a select group of people one-on-one, um, usually over a six-month period. And that's really just like when the right person, the right fit comes along. It's, right. it's pretty intimate and high touch. And then... And that's when you have like your weekly call with them or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, occasionally I'll do intensives. So that's like a two and a half hour deep dive. And then usually I'll do some, I call it coffee sparkle, but <laughs> editing in between and then another follow-up session. So the first step is all this, the free materials. And that's like people watch videos or they talk to you and other people in the Facebook group mm-hmm. and they have like things that they can read and I'm also exercises. on social media like aggressively. I'm constantly posting content and images and going mm-hmm. on Facebook Live and talking about, you know, aha moments and things that I see that are problems in the industry and, you know, frustrations and new tools that I'm finding working for me. So I really try to like yeah. give, give, give. Right. And then as it like bumps up like your group program and your one-on-one coaching, mm-hmm. most of what's actually happening there is you guys talking or you re reading and giving feedback on their writing? Yeah. So, I mean, the sessions can vary a lot. It's part consulting and strategy. It's part accountability, but I'm also doing a training as an energy healer. And I think one of my big gifts is being able to dive in and here's what someone's saying, but also be able to feel into what they're not saying and what's missing. And, you know, it can be very frustrating when you're working and working, but not seeing the results, for example, in marketing. And I find that that's usually a result of something being out of alignment. And so just keeping our energy in a high vibration and staying in alignment and motivated is a huge part of success, in yeah. my opinion. And so a big part of it is, is staying in that place and really being able to connect the dots in our own lives because we often don't know our strengths and we don't quite know which opportunities to pounce on and which, which are going to be time wasters. And so having somebody who really knows this industry inside and out and who knows you really well, Mm -hmm. not just what you're saying, but can feel into the energy of what you're saying, not to get too woo woo, (laughs) I think is massively valuable. Yeah. Are you the kind of person like you pretty much work at home? Did you go somewhere? Like what was your like daily approach to running your business and doing your work? I would typically do client calls at home because I need to have fast Wi-Fi and have it be relatively quiet for that kind of thing. Um, And then I like to do coffee shops a lot. I'm a big caffeine drinker, as you know, (laughs) and I'm usually on a first name basis within like several days of getting to a new city. (laughs) When you were working with your clients back in DC, I know you use like phone calls, Google Docs, your Mm -hmm. email, your website is WordPress with lead pages? Yeah, so I use WordPress as, I guess that's like the tool that built my website. It's hosted on um, GoDaddy and I use lead pages for, um, to build landing pages for various free offers that I'm giving out. And then you work with designers or yourself to make the PDFs and stuff and the videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you've worked with a couple of remote year people on some of those I have, projects. which has been really, really cool. And then I love, I just found Zoom, which is like my yeah. favorite tool for video recording and calls and group chat, which has been great. Are there any other like tools and apps that you use in your business? 
Yeah. Um, I love Acuity, which is a scheduling tool. My least favorite thing ever is going back and forth and calculating time zones and emailing people to figure out call times or rescheduling. And so I'm all about the automatic or the automated scheduling. I'm a big fan of, uh, doing all signing of documents online, especially when you're traveling. I actually just created a, a cool downloadable. If you go to the <laughs> pursuit of fabulous.com slash travel tools, it's got a bunch of cool apps that you can use to have an easier remote work situation. I remember now that you have a business manager. When did that become part of <laughs> So life? actually I hired my first assistant when I was still living in my mom's basement because I'm weird that way. But I think, uh, I think I always knew that I was really good at certain things and like had some major blind spots in other areas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't want to drop the ball with like certain scheduling things. Like I'm diagnosed as having ADD, but I don't take Adderall. Um, so that like just helped, I think it helped give it a sense of professionalism to have somebody managing the billing and the scheduling. So that was, I don't know, I guess fall 20... 14 is when I first started working with an assistant, but it was like, and that's when you saw just your a couple. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I still had another job, um, but I had limited time, and I really wanted to focus my time on the stuff that like I could do best. Current business managers have been with me for about a year now. So. Okay, and so she manages the invoices and contracts and schedule. And yeah, that side of things? She does. She also runs Facebook ads when I'm doing launches and stuff like that. And she's really, she's a very talented Facebook ads person. Okay. So. Okay. So that's partly why a lot of your time is spent more on the coaching and the marketing and stuff. Yeah. This is not doing like all the business side. My strength is really writing and coaching. Yeah. And so the less time I can spend doing anything else, the happier I am. When you transitioned from living in DC doing this your way with your apartment to being on remote year mm. I mean I know because I'm also on remote year <laughs> that every single month is different and it changes yeah. a lot when we're in South America and on the same time zone essentially to Europe when we're six hours off to now when we're 12 hours off like totally. those are obviously really big impacts but in general like what changed in your business and your job coming on remote year I think I had to get a little bit more focused because I really wanted to have time for fun, time for, you know, the romantic relationship that I had time for to explore all of these cities. And I think part of the reason I was probably so bored in DC is like hanging out with the same group of people. And I spent most of my time working. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you're traveling the world, you don't want to do that, especially in remote year where there's all these people, there's always things happening. So I think I had to get a little more focused with my time. I think I had to do less. So when you say that you focus more, like it totally makes sense. Cause I know like we're mm -hmm. so busy, there's activities every single day and people to do meals with. Um, and you were working all the time before, like when you were working, was it like 40 hours a week, probably between just everything. And now it's just more concentrated or I think there were definitely times where it was more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, now I don't think I quote work 40 hours a week, but even when I'm not working, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading publications. I am, yeah. you know, like my plane rides are such a great time to like catch up on all the reading in the industry and figure out what's going on and plan. So it's so hard for me to differentiate because my work is my life and regularly like, 
you know, drinks turn into somebody interested in working with me or it all really blends together. It's really hard for me to decipher how many hours I quote work and many things, you know, part of work for me is building my brand and part of my brand is to like be aspirational and live the, I mean my company's called the pursuit of fabulous so I kind of consider like exploring <laughs> a city work so yeah how many calls a week are you doing kind of on average in they've gone down a lot since I got to Asia I mean I think I started remote year with 13 one-on-one clients now right now I currently have six one-on-one clients and is that once a week for each of them? Uh, most of them are once a week, yes. Okay, so you were doing like 13 hours a week of calls at the beginning of remote year, plus, plus everything else. Plus like, you know, discovery calls, plus, which is like, I basically give a free call to anyone who's interested in learning more about working with me. So I was doing those. I also am part of a community, um, a women's community and coach training program. So I lead a, now bi-weekly, but it used to be weekly marketing Monday call where I just offer free advice and coaching to anyone in the community. And then the rest is like the marketing and the sales. And yeah, I've had this weird thing. I guess people call it free time. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting. We've only been here for about a week, but I think, I think some people were nervous about the time change mm-hmm. and about having to work at night. And I mean, for some people, especially those on a really strict schedule at night, it's hard But I find, I think a lot of us are actually kind of enjoying the fact that like, yeah, maybe I have to rush back to my room for a nine or 10 o'clock call after dinner, or Mm -hmm. I'll be up until two or three in the morning working, but being able to spend the day the way you want and like, you can get ahead on emails, you can go out for lunch, you can Mm -hmm. do like, go see the caves or something. Totally. And you're still working and taking care of everything. The, The flow of it's very different. I feel like I have way more time. I yeah. don't know what happened. But I don't think I'm sleeping as much. But Croatia like, to Kuala Lumpur, I feel like I have more time. What is your retreat in Thailand? Uh, it's called Content Queen. And it's for women who want to tap back into their creative spark and people who feel like they have some sort of writing project in them, whether it's just to create more compelling content for their business or they want to write a book or they want to start a blog. Anyone who just wants to... I think as creative people, it's like a muscle and we have to work it. And when we are naturally creative, which I think most people are, and we don't use it, we start to feel kind of like dried up and like bored and restless. And I think sometimes you just need to like light that spark and get excited again about whatever your project is. And I mean, I think that's, that's like the meaning of life to me is to just be creatively inspired. So that's what I'm hoping the retreat will do. We're not hoping that's, that's the goal. Yeah. And did you plan that before a remote year or on remote year? It's really interesting. Um, I think I knew one of the countries was Thailand and it was sort of one of those, wouldn't it be cool if, and I kind of started talking about it to people, which I'll, sometimes I do, I'll talk about something before it's like actually a thing. Um, and then I had actually decided back in London that, no, I'm not going to do the retreat. Like, I probably won't make that much money from like it. London like, London a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then one day I just, I was journaling, and then the entire sales page copy just, like, wrote itself, basically. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just announce it on social media. And people started contacting me about it. It just happened with a lot of ease and flow. So mm-hmm. 
Sometimes so you just gotta do it. So I guess it was kind of like, okay, I guess I'll do this thing. And it's where remote year, our group will be right at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you've just found a resort or something? Yeah, it's called uh, The Sanctuary, and it's like a resort healing center. It's more on the quirky boho side than the five-star hotel side. Yeah. Um, but it looks great. I'm really excited. And it's... Are you leading everything or you're working with other people? I'm leading pretty much everything. And one of my former clients turned close friends um, is going to lead one of the workshops. What do you feel like has been a really successful part of remote year in terms of like work and your projects? I think it's really shaken me up, quite honestly, and caused me to become much more vulnerable in my own content. I think, you know, this lifestyle isn't always comfortable and I've... I've just felt a lot of new feelings this year. I, you know, went through a breakup. I had an online bullying situation. I um, had a launch that didn't go the way I thought it would or hit the numbers that I thought it would. And, you know, I've gotten sick. I've gotten like, quote unquote, like tougher stuff has Mm -hmm. happened. And I think in the process, my online presence has grown and I've sort of been sharing along the way. And I actually think it makes people relate to me more. And so that's been interesting. I also think I've connected with some really cool people like you, um, both clients and collaborators and team members, you know, a couple people in our program I've hired to do either web design work for me or um, create videos. And then I think like four or five remote year people, a couple from a different group have a couple from our group have hired me in some capacity. So I think it's just been, I think it's shaped me as a human being a little bit and becoming more vulnerable and more visible. And I think it's also been, it's had pluses and minuses when it comes to my business. I think it's helped in terms of people and clients and whatever, but I also lost a client due to like, she couldn't really deal with, there were a couple scheduling issues, a couple Wi-Fi issues and she was out. So yeah, I think it's a mixed bag, you know? There's also this idea that remote year has professional events. We have our junction monthly networking event. They try to introduce us to locals. It's in theory, like you said, working with each other, learning from each other, doing remote year versus working remotely and traveling by yourself or working remotely at home like those are all very different things and you kind of touched on this but just is there anything else about being on remote year in particular that is like professionally developed you or connected you to things or like impacted the way you view your business or your goals or I'm a big creator of my own opportunities I think like no matter where you put me I'm gonna try to like make it work I see the big value is like I'm getting to explore the world and I don't have to plan it or figure out where I'm staying or do all of these like nuts and bolts details that I'm not good at. And I love the community, but more from a personal friendship side of things. I don't know if it's, I guess it's it's helped my business, but I don't think if we're actually looking at the numbers in my bottom line, like I might be making more money if I was living in DC. Yeah. If I'm being honest with myself. Right. But, you know, that's not the only measure of success. So. Right. Yeah. Like and maybe in the long term, leading a more interesting life and having a more compelling brand, I think, is good for business. Right. And if you wanted to kind of slow things down intentionally or yeah. refocus on... I don't think it was a conscious decision, but I do think that I needed it. Yeah. Like I needed a little bit more downtime. Mm-hmm. I think it was an unsustainable pace that I was working at before. Right. And like you said, with 
refocus, like making you focus your time better, like mm-hmm. that will probably carry forward after remote year, even though totally. you will have the social events constantly <laughs> forcing yeah. you into it. Totally. Honestly, my lifestyle is not that different here. It's just like new people and it like moves each month, but I do calls. I write in coffee shops and workspaces and I talk to interesting entrepreneurs and just like in cooler backgrounds and with a specific group of people. But I don't feel like my life has changed that much. I think it was just the novelty and like a little bit of reprioritization, Mm -hmm. a little more discomfort and a little more excitement. It's funny because everybody wants to get on this like digital nomad life path. Like that's the goal. Right. But then once you're on it, whether it's a year or two years or four years, I mean, it could be five Here's years. Here's what I say. This pace is unsustainable. Like yeah. 12 countries in 12 months is a little much for me, but I'd like to be somewhat of a slow mad. If yeah. you will. <laughs> so, like, not quite this slow pace, mad. but still do it. Yeah. I just see like a sloth with a laptop. It's <laughs> basically it's just Let's like be serious. <laughs> That's an adorable logo, <laughs> the like slow the mad. slow mad movement. I think it's true. I think it's an amazing opportunity. I think working remotely and traveling is incredible. And mm-hmm. in my experience, it's made me a lot more creative. It makes you see things in different ways. You like your just like pool of inspiration and resources just like multiplies. Um, you totally. you meet people who are from different places, who are living in different places, who do different things, and like that's an incredible way of getting information it's an incredible way of being able to get advice from somebody firsthand have you been doing any side projects I mean you're obviously your business <laughs> my life is, huge is a side project and you're you do a lot but like I just some people you know have you don't have time for a side project I'm doing what I want to be doing like yeah. this was my side project for years and right. you know now it's that's the dream my real project yeah. so yeah I'm not into like packing every weekend full of a ton of like sightseeing and side trips, honestly, because my work week often just takes it out of me and I need to recover a little bit on weekends, which is a slightly different mentality. I think if I was doing this program when I was, you know, 23, I might feel differently. It's so funny because you (laughs) obviously are doing the thing that you love because Mm -hmm. you inevitably do it all the time like I can't turn it off no well and some people have a job and it's compartmentalized and like they go mm-hmm. to work and they which is different. another awesome thing too like yeah. I in no way think everybody should be a coach or an entrepreneur or live life in this way it's just like this is what works for me do you foresee this being your business and your job as long as possible I really want to be an author yeah. I would like to I mean, I like coaching and I really like working with people one-on-one. I mm-hmm. think it would be even more fun if I could just write and like sell like, you know, $7 books and travel the world and do that rather than what I'm currently the exact model of it. But I think this concept of living your best life, of women's entrepreneurship, um, I find really exciting. I would also like to you know, human trafficking is an issue that I feel really, really strongly about and would like to make some kind of dent in at yeah. some point. And, you know, so figuring out whether it's donating a portion of my proceeds there or I, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I'd like to have some sort of like, yes, it's awesome to focus on women entrepreneurs, but I know that there's like a big world out there and I'd like to be having more of an impact, I think. Do you have any advice for people? I don't know whether it makes more sense to ask for advice for people who are interested in what you do and like being a marketing coach or if it's more helpful to give advice for people who like need 
that kind of help in their life. But I guess if people want help with marketing coaching, they could just go on your website. I think a lot of people feel like what they want isn't actually possible for them and or that they have to be smarter, prettier, better educated, have more money saved, like whatever to have what they really want. And I guess I just want to say that like, <laughs> question those beliefs because they're not necessarily true and like keep digging to find something that feels meaningful it doesn't have to be I think this word like your passion is a little overused and people are like what's my passion I don't know my passion but I think you know keep looking for things that interest and inspire and excite you and once you find something that's like a good fit don't stop I think a lot of people just stop before they get successful. And I think if you can just find a way to keep making it fun and just, you have a long life ahead of you most likely. So just keep plugging away. You're not, so many people yeah. feel like they're behind or they don't have what it takes, but we've got a lot of years ahead of us. So just, right. just keep going. It's possible. It, it's happening. Yeah. It will eventually happen if you just don't stop. Right. Cause I mean, I guess for you, you, it seems like you found yourself in a theoretically pretty ideal position in terms of doing what you want to be doing and using your best skills and interests mm -hmm. for your work and how you survive and make money. Totally. Um, and, you know, it's like in retrospect, it all makes sense. It's like, well, I majored in this and then I got this job and then these things came the, together. the high school psychology and club. Yeah. And, and it's, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then you like heard random. about life coaching because you were at yoga and like you put the pieces together and it makes sense. But like, I'm sure there were times five years ago and three oh, years ago. Or, absolutely. Yeah, Sorry, you didn't I know. I mean, like we said, marketing coaching wasn't a thing that existed when we were in college. You wouldn't have known that I just that kept existed. doing the next thing that seemed interesting and cool. Yeah. I like really liked getting internships. So mm -hmm. that's one thing that I started doing when I was like, you know, early in college and I would like apply to these internships and then work for free. And like, I think that was a good, <clears throat> I think that helped. Yeah. Just getting experience. Yeah. Like the, I mean, even if it seems small, like building up a resume of relevant experience, even if you're not getting paid for it, I think. If you can make it work. work for, yeah. If you can make it work. And I know not everybody can, and so that's, like, a really privileged thing to say, to work for free. But if you can, like, don't be above anything, like, even anything to, like, get your foot in the door in an industry or Well, and so much whatever. is negotiable. Like, I did internships in college, and I would spend summers in New York, which I could not afford an unpaid internship in a mm -hmm. summer in New York. And, like, my family was not going to pay for that. Totally. So... I would get internships and then after I got them, negotiate it down to three days a week so that I could work three days a week in a restaurant. That's awesome. And then I'd find some kind of like through a friend or through, yeah. I got like a scholarship one summer to pay for like a housing thing. So awesome. And yeah, like it's a very privileged thing to be able to work for free, but so many things are not as black and white as they seem. Like if you yeah. want to work, like you can probably do it, especially now that, I mean, when we were in college and doing internships, like you had to show up to work. But now, like, you could probably do, like, an internship for free mm -hmm. online She's with a company. She's making air quotes yeah, for like, those of you who can't see. <laughs> like, it's not, like, the same thing as an internship. But, yeah. like, you could volunteer your time 10 hours a week for a company that you never meet in person. Yeah. Or you rarely meet in person. Totally. And learn skills and do something. And that helps you forward. The next step is always possible. Like, stop saying that it's not possible. It's just not true. Like, just take the next step and go from there. Yeah. I think that's what the funny thing about you is on the one hand, like you said earlier, you like glitter bomb people like 
with love and encouragement <laughs> and excitement. Like you just, you're like, no, you're fantastic and you're wonderful. And this thing is the best ever. <laughs> but you also will sit there and like real talk people and be like, no, you're so full of it. Like you're having this terrible thought process. It <laughs> doesn't make any nice. sense. Well, they always no, said it's, in my coach training, they're like, if it feels like friendship, what the hell are they paying you for? Right. So. No, I think it's very, val- I mean, I think that's probably what makes it work is that people know that if you're being supportive, it's real. Mm-hmm. And if you think that they're being crazy or wrong, that you're going to give them that information. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, I think we have answered a lot of questions about how you work remotely and how you are doing it on remote year. This has been fun. Thank yeah, you. It's really fun. For this episode's show notes, interviewee bio and links, more information on the podcast, or to subscribe to our newsletter, please go to our website at modernworkpodcast.com. This is a passion project that is self-funded with support by listeners and friends via Patreon. Visit modernworkpodcast.com to learn more about Patreon and how to contribute. Thank you for listening and please share.